Let's open our Bibles, John chapter 18. We're going to look uh, at John 18 and also Matthew 26 today. And uh, <clears throat> one other announcement that I, that I didn't tell Chris about yet is that uh, also on, July, on May 15th in the afternoon, we're going to have a memorial service for Big Joe uh, at 2 o'clock. And that's weather permitting, we're going to do that outside. Uh, May 15th. Uh, John chapter 18, last time we, we talked about the fact that Jesus was arrested and, and you know, but, but then it kind of comes out and these, the truths that come out as you read the scripture, as you study it, the fact that who was it that was arrested? It was the great I am or God, in fact, and, and, and yet uh, he was in complete control. It's, it's kind of ironic they're carrying these little puny torches and lanterns, right, to capture the light of the world. I mean, it's ironic, you know, and, and when he told them, I am, what happened to them? They all kind of like fell backwards, the majesty, the power, the, the presence of the Almighty God just kind of wiped them out, and they fell to the ground, and, and uh, uh, also in that account, we, we saw Peter trying to defend Jesus and protect Jesus, like, Okay, when Jesus could have, he said he could have called 72,000 angels down if he wanted to, but it says he was bound. And what was he bound by? He was bound by love. That's really what bound him. We're going to see that kind of carry on here again today. Now, so they arrested him, and, and so today we're going we're gonna to see the trial begins, and and uh, I asked you last week how many of you had, been, had ever been arrested. And uh, I guess the next question was, were you charged? Were you put on trial? Maybe some of you have been put on trial. But I think the real question is this, were you guilty? I know I told you my story. Uh, I, I wasn't uh, actually going through a trial. But you know what? It, it, I was just plain guilty. I mean, when you have a car that is stuck on a fire hydrant, you cannot hide the evidence, right? It's there. They say that you're dead to rights when the evidence is just like so clear, like you can't even make a case. Well, I, what, well, you know. So in your situation, I'm curious, if you were arrested, were you guilty? We're going to talk about this today. You see, Jesus was charged and he was put on trial. And the question is, is he guilty? Was he guilty in that? Now, the, the trial of Jesus really is in two parts. We're going to look at part one today. And each of them had three parts. But the first part uh, really had to, was with the Jewish or the religious. And the second was like a civic trial. Okay, so the Jewish and the religious... Uh, put him on trial, and, and, the, and when people have trials, it's interesting because things come out at trial, right? People ask questions, and the truth comes out. How many of you ever watch court TV? One, two, <laughs> three, four. Man, it's growing in here. You guys, you, are you guys okay today? Okay, let's... let's <laughs> I'm going to take my jacket off. We've got to lighten this place up a little bit. Um, when, when you have a trial taking place, you know, they, they ask a lot of questions, and, 
and usually interesting stuff comes out. Usually, and that's, that's really what the lawyers are trying to do, to get to the truth and to bring out the truth. What is really going on? What is the truth? And, and it's no different here, you see, in the trial of Jesus. Questions are being asked, and they're trying to get to the truth. And like I said, there were two parts to this trial. In the, in the first part, the Jewish religious uh, part, what comes out, the truth that really comes out when, you, when we look at it today is the truth about the Messiah and the Son of God. The second part, before Pontius Pilate comes out, the truth comes out about a king. Who is a king? Is Jesus a king? The first part today, though, is he the Messiah? Is he the Son of God? So, let's pick it up in verse 12 where we left off last time. Uh, It says, Then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials, they arrested Jesus and they bound him, and they brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest, that year. So it starts off, part one is before this guy named Annas. Now, he was previously the high priest, uh, but... and. Typically, the high priest should be for life, but the Romans were in charge, and they said, we're going to put in whoever we want to be high priest. And so he was high priest, but they said, you know what, no longer. But he still had a lot of power. In fact, like five or six of his uh, sons and grandson uh, were later become high priests. So he had quite a lot of influence as well. So the first person they take Jesus to is Annas. And he begins to ask him questions. And, and when you think about this too, you know, the, when, you, when you look into the Old Testament about lambs that were being brought to be sacrificed, they would, be, they would, they would have to pass, uh, you know, stringent tests, whether they were lambs without blemish. They would bring them before the priests to determine. It's interesting now, Jesus is being brought before the high priests to determine if he was a, a lamb without spot, without blemish. It says Caiaphas, verse 14, was the one who had advised the Jews that it would be good if one man died for the people. Now, we saw that earlier in the Gospel of John, and, and, and basically, we're going to get to Caiaphas in a second, but basically, Caiaphas had already decided that Jesus had to die because it's, it, you know, in, in his mind, we get this guy out of the way, we're not going to have any more trouble with these, you know, with these Christian people. Let's just get rid of Jesus. And, and uh, you know, he had already made up his mind. Now, is, does that sound legal to you? He's already decided what is going to happen, what he wants to happen. Verse 19, uh, the, the, uh, the illegalities of, of what's happening here is, is uh, jump down to verse 19. We'll come back to Uh, Peter denying the Lord in a future study. Verse 19, Meanwhile, the high priest uh, questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. So he's being questioned now, and the high priest, this guy, is asking him, and and it tells us here, what is he he asking him about? The first thing is about his disciples, and and Matthew tells us that the reason... uh, that they, one of the reasons that they went after Jesus because they were just plain envious. 
They were jealous. There were people that were following after this guy, Jesus, and they wanted them all to follow after themselves. So they were envious. So he's questioning them, well, you know, these disciples that you have. The second thing he's questioning them about is what? Is about his teaching. Now, this, this thing about the teaching, what, what was it that Jesus was saying? What it really gets down to, and we'll get to it uh, when Caiaphas is questioning him, is, is this, is his claims. Who did he claim to be? Who did he say he was? This is really the crux of the, the whole case uh, that they have against Jesus. What, is, what it's all about is who he claimed to be. Now, truthfully, in, in, in the, uh, the trial that should have, the way it should have gone is that the witnesses were first required. You didn't just start to question the one who was charged. You had to bring the witnesses in first. That was the way it was supposed to be. So it's not really, they're not going following according to the, to the, to the rules, so to speak. Verse 20, so Jesus says, I have spoken openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews come together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. So Jesus is basically saying, call the witnesses. You're, you're, you know, you're out of line here. You're out of order. Call the witnesses. And, and the truth of the matter is that Jesus said the same things in public that he said in private. He explained more things with his disciples, but, but he, he didn't have some private message that he was telling his disciples. And and I think even that is a, is a witness for us, is what kind of, what kind of things do we say in public? Are, this, are they lining up with the kinds of things we say in private? Are we two different people? One in private and one in public. Jesus was the same. So, verse 22, when, when Jesus said this, we've got to keep this moving because I've got a lot of verses that we're going to cover today. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby struck him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest, he demanded. Now, that was illegal as well. You don't just go striking people in the face. Now, uh, you know, this, this really, the, the treatment of our Savior Jesus, it, the, the physical abuse, it's all beginning, it's all happening here now. What did he, did, you know, what, what was he saying? Basically, he was saying, you know, why question me? You're not following the the way this is supposed to go here. Verse 23, Jesus goes on, he says, if I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why did you strike me? Why did you strike me if I spoke the truth? See, this is really what we get down to here. The claims of Jesus and, and the fact that the things that he just spoke there, he was speaking the truth. When he made these claims, claims about who he was, he was speaking the truth. But they had problems with that. So he was on trial for speaking the truth. Verse 24, it says, Still bound, Anna sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. So he, 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 he finished his, you know, questioning. So first we have Annas, and now he's going to send it to his son-in-law Caiaphas, who was the official high priest at that time. 
Caiaphas. We are, so what we're going to do now, though, is <clears throat> we're going to jump back to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, to find out what happens there. Because John doesn't give us that account of, of what took place. So we're going to jump back into Matthew. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three talk about what happened there. But we're going to look at Matthew's account, chapter 26 of Matthew. If you will turn there with me, and starting in verse 57. And those who had arrested Jesus, they took him to Caiaphas. He's already been before Annas and and questioned about his disciples and about his teaching, about his claims, about whether he's speaking the truth or not speaking the truth. Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. So he's brought now to Caiaphas, and, and all the leaders were there. Again, this is all happening at night, which is actually also illegal for them to be... Uh, you know, having this kind of a trial at night, especially if the outcome is supposed to be uh, someone put to death, which is what they had already decided. Verse 58, it says, But Peter followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest. And he entered and he sat down with the guards to see the outcome. We're going to get to Peter again later, but, but Peter's there, but he's kind of following, you know, from a distance. Verse 59 the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin, which is the ruling religious body, they were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. Whatever they could find, false evidence, it didn't matter. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. So they were trying to get false evidence. People came forward, but you know none of it was actually false, you see. The things that that they said that he said. Finally, two came forward, and they declared, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Now, did Jesus say that? Yeah, he did say that. He said something like that. He didn't ex say exactly that. And, and, you know, John's gospel explains to us what he was talking about in chapter 2. But they, they took it to mean that he was going to destroy the temple. I mean, when you, when you think about that, you know, that in itself, of course, Jesus was talking about what? He was talking about his own body, the temple that, would, that he was talking about the cross, and he was talking about the resurrection three days later. But they said, well, you're talking about the temple, and so, you know, you can't talk like that. Destroy the temple, and, and you're speaking against the Jewish people. You're speaking against, against the temple. You're speaking against God himself. So verse 62, it says, the high priest stood up, and he said to Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. What is this testimony? What are these people saying against you? Are you going to answer? Are you going to try to defend yourself? Isaiah tells us that Jesus, he, he was oppressed and afflicted, but he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. He, he didn't need to, you see. Now, the next thing that happens, uh, the, the high priest puts him under oath. 
It says, the high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us. And he puts him under oath. Now, so, so Jesus does answer now in this case, but, but basically that this is how strong an oath was, you see. An oath, I put you under oath, I charge you under oath by the living God, tell us. And look what he asked him. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. This is what he was talking about. Tell us if you are. Because he had made those claims. Yes, he did. Was Jesus guilty of making the claims? Was he? Yes, he was guilty of making those claims. Was he guilty that they were true? This is it. Tell us if you really are the Christ, the Son of God. Now, this word Christ... uh, it's the same word as Messiah, right? In, in the Hebrew language, it's Messiah. In the Greek language, it's Christ. Christos and Mashiach, or however they pronounce that. So, but, but basically, what, what that word means is the anointed one. And, and the Jews were certainly waiting for Messiah to come. They wanted the Messiah to come. He was the anointed one that God would send to rescue the people, rescue his people. Now, in the big scheme of things, we know, looking at, at the whole picture now, that, that Messiah would come first, though, for what? To pay the price for sin. They were waiting for Messiah to come to do what? To set up his kingdom. And Messiah certainly would come and will come and set up his kingdom. But first, he had to come to pay the price for our sin. So he puts him under oath and he says, tell us if you are the Son of God. What is his answer? Verse 64. Yes. It is as you say, Jesus replied. But I say to all of you, in the future, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Is he guilty of making the claims? Yes. Are the claims true? What does Jesus answer? He says, yes, they are. When Jesus asked his disciples, he asked them, what about you? He says, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? And what did Simon Peter answer? He said this, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then he goes on to say, on this rock, I will build my church. You see, this is the crucial. It's not on On Peter, he was not going to build his church upon Peter, upon any man, but upon this truth that that Jesus was certainly the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. This is the one that we serve. If he's not Messiah, if he's not the Son of the living God, you and I, as we talked about, if he didn't rise from the dead, we might as well stop following him, stop serving him. He says, yes, it is as you say. In other words, is he guilty? Yes, he is guilty. Mark chapter 14 uses that same phrase that we looked at last week where he says, I am, when when he was asked the question, are you? He said, I am. He says, in the future, you'll see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One. That's a place of God. That's a place of the power of God. And coming on the clouds of heaven, yes, he is going to return. And, he, and, and, and when he returns, the second coming of Jesus to this earth, he is going to set up his kingdom, you see. In Luke 
Jesus says this, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And then he says that phrase, I am. Well, look what the high priest's response is in verse 65. Then the high priest tore his clothes and he said, he has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look now, you have heard the blasphemy. This is what they are, you know, the the, the outcome of the trial. This is what it now hinges on. First he's asking, are you the Christ, the Son of God? But, But now what is he saying? He's saying that you have spoken blasphemy. In other words, what you are saying is not true. Speaking against the Almighty God, in fact, that's what he's saying that he did. And, and the thing about it is, is that <clears throat> this is who he is. This is who he was. So is Jesus guilty of blasphemy? Only if what he's saying is not true. Only if what he's saying is not true, you see. But Caiaphas refuses to look at the, at the true evidence. They could have brought in all kinds of witnesses that would say, does, you know, what would back up the claim that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the Christ, that he is the Son of the living God? What kinds of things would, did they already have? Now, this is before the cross and the resurrection, of course. What could they have brought in? Well, the first of it is that Jesus' life and his teaching, but, but the miracles that he was able to do, raise people from the dead, he was able to heal people, he was able to, to you know, open the eyes of the blind, he was able to set captives free. In fact, the point of the Gospel of John, or the, the key passages, says that, that Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, But he said, but these are written that you may believe, what? That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. You see, these miracles that he was able to do, no one else was able to do those things. He says, but by believing that you might have life in his name. You see, he came along and he did these things to prove who he was. John chapter 10, Jesus made this statement. He said, I and the Father are one. Now, that's a statement of deity, isn't it? Their response to that when he said that in John 10 was it says they wanted to stone him. They wanted to to kill him right now, right here. And this is what they said. We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. That's what they had a problem with, you see. They had a problem with Jesus himself. Look at Matthew 26, 66, and I I noticed the 666 in there. What do they say? What do you think? The high priest asks, speaking to all these other quote-unquote leaders, he is worthy of death they answered. Worthy of death for what? For being who he was? For being the Messiah? For being the Son of God? He's worthy of of death? He's not worthy of death for anything. 
If he's guilty of anything, it's for telling the truth. And, and is telling the truth a capital crime? Well, it might be in our society nowadays. I wonder about the truth, but Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. He was actually the truth himself. Verse uh, 66, 67, and then they spit in his face and they struck him with their fists and others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Christ. They're using that term in a mocking way. Who hit you? You see, they had blindfolded him. But the, the abuse, again, that was taking place, they, they spit in his face. And that is the, that is the, the most uh, you know, grievous kind of insult that you can actually do to a person. Is it any different now? People are still spitting in his face, slapping him, rejecting him, striking him. All who reject Jesus Christ and his claims about who he is and what he has done. Not only the miracles before the cross, but the cross and the resurrection. People who reject Jesus, just the, they're doing the exact same thing, you see. Spitting in his face, rejecting him. Jump down to verse uh, 1 of chapter 27 where we'll finish the religious, the Jewish trial it says, early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people, they came to the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him and they led him away and they handed him over to Pilate, the governor. They, they had already made the decision, didn't they? They had already decided beforehand to put Jesus to death, but, but they really couldn't do this during the night, so they got together in the morning and said, okay, now we're going we're gonna, to, our decision is this. And, and then they sent him to Pilate. The reason they sent him to Pilate, by the way, is because Rome did not allow the Jewish nation to put anyone to death legally. So they were not able to. Uh, the Jewish uh, method of execution was stoning, stoning to death and, and the Roman method was crucifixion and so but but you know what the prophecies lined up with the fact that Jesus would be crucified you see and Jesus he's on trial for his claims it, is he guilty yes he claimed to be the Christ the son of God but was he guilty of blasphemy no, he was, he was guilty of, of, of anything. He was guilty of the truth that he was the Messiah, that he was the Son of God. You see, you know, when, when you read the New Testament and you see the, the fact of who he is and, and, and you know, the, the devil knew who he was. He, he, you know, tempted him. He says, if you are the Son of God, do this. The demons, they shouted it out when he was, you know, delivering people. The disciples knew it. The angel who, uh, you know, talked to Mary said he would be the son of God. John the Baptist's testimony. You know, it, it all gets down to this, this, this man, Jesus, was no ordinary man. He was, he was the Messiah. He was the anointed one who was sent to save the world. But not only that, he was God the son. He was the son of God. 
You see, they refused to look at the evidence. And, and it's, it's no different today. Even though the evidence was overwhelming, people refused to look at the evidence about this man. What did he say? That's why C.S. Lewis said, you know, he was, he was either a liar or he was a lunatic or he was who he said he was. He continues on in our story. Uh, next time we'll, we'll look at the fact that, that you know, he, the, the civil trial is brought out that not only was he Messiah, not only was he the son of God, but he was also king, the king, King Jesus. But he continued on where? He continued on to the cross. That's where he was going. He says, I, I, I must drink the cup. You see, he knew that was the only way. That was the only possible way for you and I to be saved. Let's pray together, shall we? Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Son. We thank you that he was bound by love despite an illegal trial, despite the fact that he was sentenced to death by this group of men who were who really refused to look at the evidence and to see that, Jesus, you really are Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the only response that we have is to worship you, is to honor you, is to lift our hearts and our hands and our lives before the living God and and proclaim that we are yours because of what you've done for us. Those of us that have believed on Jesus Christ and, and received him, to them he gave the right or the power to become children of God, that you and I become children of God through trusting in him, believing in him, following him. Jesus, we pray for this very dark world. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of truth around. It just, it's uh, becoming darker and darker, but we pray for the light of the world to shine forth brightly in our lives, through us, Father, to our families, to our friends, to our co-workers, our neighbors. Father, we don't know how much time. It seems the time is short, Lord. We, and we don't know how much time individually some of these people that we love and care for, we don't know how much time they have, Lord. We pray that you give us boldness and, and opportunity, Lord, to share about the light of the world, share about the one who is the, the answer, the Messiah, the truth, the way, and the life. Maybe, maybe there's someone listening today who you've never, you've never surrendered to this one. Maybe you are in open rebellion, open rejection of the Savior like these were, spitting on him, slapping him, striking him, abusing him. And now you realize who he is and 
you can give your life to him today and simply open your heart and say, Jesus, I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive, forgive me of my rejection of you. And save me today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.